This episode is brought to you by Deary's Gymnastics Supply, proudly serving the gymnastics community for over 28 years and the official grip supplier of the U.S. national teams. Find everything at gymsupply.com. Again, that's gymsupply.com. Hey, guys, I'm here with Chelsea with some exciting news. Chelsea, why don't you tell them what it is? Just Flip is back with Just Flip 2.0, the most unique virtual competition just for adult gymnasts. And we are back again because it was so much fun last time. And we're doing a team competition. You do not have to be in the same location. So excited about the team competition. You get to come together as a community and do that. When is this meet? This meet is Sunday, June 5th. And how do they register? Thanks for asking, Chelsea. They can register a bunch of different ways. You can check the show notes for this show. You can also head over to the Better Late podcast and check out their show notes. We also have registration open on mygymjudge.com and precisionchoreo.com forward slash registration. Oh, and if you're needing a little encouragement, head over to Facebook and join the group Adult Gymnasts and My Gym Judge Creating Amazingness. Do I really need to say more? Hope to see you on June 5th. Because I do read all the haters' notes, you know, because you can't remove it. And it's just, it's hurtful, but it helps me to come to the gym and be mad at them, train harder, go win the medal, and let my fan club to be with me and to enjoy my glory and my medals. But the haters, they help me to get there. Hey guys, and happy new year. Welcome to the first full episode of 2022 for What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you a unique and often funny side to some of your favorite figures in sports and entertainment. Don't worry, we get to some real stuff too. Boy, do I have a new year's gift for you. Today's guest is, gosh, I wanna say legend, but that's not quite strong enough for who she is. She's an eight- time Olympian. Need I say more? Today's guest is Oksana Chusevitna. And joining Oksana today is her coach and dear friend Svetlana Boganskaya, another legend. And Svetlana will be translating today. So as you're listening, you will hear both Oksana's Russian responses as well as Svetlana's translation. Okay, I don't want to wait any longer. Let's get to it. All right, Oksana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And Svetlana, this is a bonus for me that I also get you in the same interview. And I explained to our guests that you'll be translating for Oksana, but uh, just for them to even be able to hear your voice is going to be such a treat. So thank you very much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Absolutely. So Oksana, you are the first person on this show to compete in eight Olympics. Most of my guests are slackers who've only been in like two or three. I'm a slacker. <laughs> I know what you say. I'm a slacker. Well, compared to her. <laughs> so, Oksana, is Svetlana a tough coach? I will be honest with you, Svetlana is a coach that I trust completely. She was a gymnast and we trained together and I feel extremely comfortable 
under her training supervision because whatever she tells me something, I do it because I do respect her and she knows what she's talking about. I agree. And, and you guys are, are friends as well, though. This is not just coach gymnast relationship. There's a true friendship there. Is that right? Uh, in the gym, it's strictly business. When we are in the gym, it's definitely a coach and an athlete. And then when we're stepping out from the gym, it's a friendship relationship. So it kind of changes three, 360, 720, whatever you want to name it, because it's absolutely different in the gym and outside of the gym. Well, whatever it is, it's working. So I'm glad you found each other. Yes, we did too. <laughs> so we're going to do a quick little game, if that's okay. Okay. So I'm going to say a word or a phrase and I, Oksana, I want to hear the first thing that you think of when I say that. Okay, here we go. Bars. Borussia. Ненавижу. Hate. Hate. Hate it. I don't think she needed that translation. She knew bars. No. Right? Her face changed when I said it. Okay. Okay. Long sleeve velvet leotards that go halfway up your neck. Очень неудобно. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Svetlana, I, I see that you agree with that. You were making a face when I said that. Yes. Discomfort to the fullest. Yeah. Gymnastics <laughs> is already hard enough. Axel's uh, arms doesn't go far enough because of her shoulder flexibility is lacking. So each time she's wearing any long sleeve leotard. tired. Uh, not even velvet. It's really difficult for her. That's why you see her competing with the short sleeve Leo constantly because she just hates this extra little, you know, a piece of fabric that not only shoulders, she also have to work uh, towards the fabric. Right. I thought that you were doing that to show off your amazing arms. And of course, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I figured. All right. Here's the next one. Compulsory routines. It's absolutely necessary. So do you wish that those were still in play for elite gymnastics? I'm only speaking for myself. And back then, many years ago, when compulsories were still, we competed as a compulsory and optional. It helped me to gain um, all the basic and get better at optional routines. So it was absolutely necessary for me at that particular time. Right now, I don't need it, but it helped me tremendously to get where I am today, just because of the compulsory. Wonderful. And okay, we're gonna go to our last one. I'm very curious about her answer to this word. The word is quit. Slower. Never. <laughs> I never quit. This we know. No matter what. No matter what. Never. <laughs> oh, that's great. Never say never. And you don't. You're you're like the energizer bunny. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that reference, but this is what I was trying to get, the commercial for Oh, energizing bunnies, the batteries. We were trying to approach the companies, and I still think that they should sign you up 
for the commercial because it's like rechargeable. One Olympics, recharge the battery. Second Olympics, yeah. third. It just keeps going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Energizes with heroes right now. Well, we do have some connections. Okay, good. We'll see what we can do. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Oksana, you have been in so many Olympics and participated in so many quads. Do you think that there is a definite motivation for each quad that you can say, okay, I went for... 92 because of blank. I went to 96 and my motivation was something else. And then in 2000, my motivation, or was it just that you wanted to keep going and see how far you could go? So to answer actually simply and quickly, I didn't have any motivation. I enjoyed doing gymnastics, even getting into gymnastics. I never thought I would ever end up in the Olympics. I just liked doing it. By liking doing what I like, or what I enjoy, it took me to the Olympics. I made my first Olympics, I won Olympic gold, and I continue because I truly like it. And it happened in every quadrennium. I truly enjoy training process. Each time I'm going to a training session, it doesn't matter what age, at 46 or at age 18 or at age 16, I would like to try something new because it's incredible to test your physical abilities in the gym and see how far you can take it because human bodies is unstoppable. And to me, even these days, when I came to the gym yesterday, I did my, I haven't done bars for two years since uh, 2019 world qualification for the Olympics. And yesterday for the first time, she did a double back and double full out, which was incredible. And she landed, she stuck it. Of course. And I was amazed, but she, well, she just likes to enjoy and try new things, so things that she haven't done in a long time and see how far it will go because she truly enjoys it. Everybody, <laughs> every gadget, you have to charge it somehow. So you have to plug it in to get it charged up. For me, this outlet is a gym. I get my battery charged in the gym. Wow, that's a powerful statement because one would think that all that training is draining in itself. But that is, that is the thing that keeps her going. Absolutely, yes. That's I learned wonderful. from you today, too. Good to know. <laughs> so, Good. Svetlana, you have job security, apparently. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I said that for that long. <laughs> People don't leave that long. <laughs> the way she keeps going, I don't know if I want that job. When we just in Los Angeles, I got that. Los Angeles. Got that. Yes. <laughs> no translation needed. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Oksana, is there a a dream skill that you have not yet competed that you really would that would fulfill a huge dream for you to do? Uh, I don't have an element named Chusevitsina on balance team. I have Chusevitina. There's the five total skills in gymnastics code of point named Chusevitina. On ball two, Chusevitina one, Chusevitina two, which is its front handspring, a layout pike position with a full twisting. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because this just oh. transcended language barriers. Both Oksana and I both went like this trying to describe her vault, and then you did it. <laughs> We're doing the hand open, folks, if you <laughs> coaches out there know what that is. Pike open twist with our hands. Mm -hmm. 
So in second, Chusevita Navolt is front handspring Rudy. It's front handspring layout one and a half on bars that she hates. She has two mm. skills names after her. It's a giant hop, full twisting without hands. It's Chusevitina and dismount, double back, full out Chusevitina. On floor is double layout, full twisting, Chusevitina. There's not a single skill on beam. And maybe this is the reason and a mission for me to stay in the gym so I can do a beam skill named Chusevitina and maybe compete it eventually. However, I don't know if I will be competing beam because now you can only do one event for specialist, but it's my mission to do and I try to do layout front mount from the board. Nobody oh. has done layout front. Didn't you have a video of that that you trained and posted? Yeah, okay, I did see that. She did train, but she never competed. And you have to compete at the World Olympics to get skill name after you. So this is it. This is your mission. Okay. Okay. So then this is a very important question. And I ask, I ask a similar question to all my guests recently. If there is a world where you can specialize on more than one event, so you can compete beam, and that punch front layout mount becomes so easy for you that you are able to just get it named after you ASAP. But in order for that world to exist, you have to sing a karaoke song and perform your heart out. What would that song be? Rumka vodki na Oh, the name of the song, it's a Russian song. Rumka vodki na it's a shot of vodka glass on the table. It's actually a really famous song performed by a famous um, singer in Russia. Would you like you to perform a little bit? Well, I was going to say, first of all, I haven't heard it, so I might need to hear it. Also, we've got a nice number of listeners in Russia that would probably appreciate that. So. Appreciate it. Well, it, it's a national drink of choice of our country. Hey, vodka surpasses language barriers, too. Uh, the name of the singer who sings the song, Grigory Leps, and... That's all I can handle right now. That's amazing. I'm too good. I'm too good for that. We can call that the Chusevitna. <gasps> yes. How about that? Nobody performed that yet. Wait. This particular skill <laughs> on beam, maybe. Yep. Oh, gosh, please. Yes. While Do you performing on beam, you might start singing. Or more importantly, present to the judge, take a shot of vodka, and then do the front layout mount. I think the coach will need the shot too. <laughs> Walk a shot for your coach too. Make it two because I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> you know, for coaches, it's very nerve-wracking. I'd rather be a gymnast because I am worried more for her because I have no control when she goes competing. Yep. When I competed, I knew I would do it. It's all on me. But when she goes perform, it's really nerve-wracking. I don't show it. She doesn't know it. I'm not going to translate <laughs> but it's extremely nerve-wracking. I bet. No control. Well, it's like, well, you're both parents. It's like your your kids, you know, you can't 
you can't protect them all the time. You can't do everything for them all the time. So then when they're out in the real world, you just hope to God you did your job. Yes, you hope. Except we know a lot about each other. I understood what she was saying. <laughs> Not so many words. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I love that you guys have such a connection. She's learning about me as much as I learn about her right now. It's also saying that she's a little bit of uh, chicken, and it's true. When I start working with her in the gym, I never knew she was such a chicken, such a mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared because when I saw her, the athlete, and we trained together, I never seen the side of her. Right. And this time when I started coaching, I was like, well, let's go, let's go, let's go do double back or double front or front handspring double front vaults. You know, it's on the tumble truck, on a rod floor. But I'm scared. I was like, honey, you're 40 years old. What is there to be scared of? It's a double front, it's a double back. Can you stay there for double full for me? Round of double full in the foam pit. So she wants me to this day. She wants me to stay there, just to stay there, and it makes her comfortable. Otherwise, she's scared. <laughs> I think you should just just pop on your leotard, Svetlana, and say, "Do you want me to do it for you?" I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> Uh, 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 my gymnastics days are over. Uh, <laughs> you want to do it? You you have to do it. There's no other way around, you know? But, and if you're scared, you better f- quit the sport. Same as pointing her feet and She said, I'm afraid because I'm a human being and I'm allowed. I mean, she's got you there. So I had a question uh, going back to your multiple Olympic experiences. The first time at the Olympics, I can imagine, because I never went, was probably pretty magical with the Olympic Village and the whole Olympic experience. Once you get to your fifth and sixth, seventh (laughs) Olympics, does that magic still stay or does it kind of become old hat? Every single Olympics, no matter if it's the first one or if it's eighth one or if it's sixth one, I felt exactly the same feeling. Feeling of pride for myself that I am among the greatest athletes from every single sport and I made it there. From the first one to the last one, I had to only overcome myself because I was basically battling between myself and myself to make the team, to qualify. If not me, then who else? There's many others, but I put a goal to myself to qualify it, and I have to go through every qualification, every quadrennium, exactly the same as when I was 18 and I was 46. It's the same steps, it's the same qualification, and I'm by myself trying to prove to myself that I can still do. So every single Olympics, when I make it to Olympic Village, when I come there, I feel tremendous accomplishment of a pride within myself more than anything else. That's great. Thank you for such a wonderful answer. I'm going to try to share my screen now. And that, I would love Oksana's thoughts on, on what this brings back and what it makes her think. Mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. Check them out at creativelydisruptive.com. Again, that's creativelydisruptive.com. We all know gymnastics can be hard. 
But buying gymnastics equipment doesn't have to be. Deary's Gymnastics Supply has been proudly serving the gymnastics community for over 28 years, providing service to athletes and parents, coaches and gym owners across the globe. If you need grips, hop on their website at gymsupply.com and browse the largest selection of grips you'll find anywhere from all the top brands. BGS is also the official grip supplier to the U.S. national teams. Mats, apparatus, floor, home training equipment and grips, DGS is your source for everything gymnastics. Check them out at gymsupply.com. Again, that's gymsupply.com. I'm going to try to share my screen now. Matt, I would love Oksana's thoughts on, on what this brings back and what it makes her think. So 1990, USSR versus the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at me. I look so cute. I was so little. I look like my son Alisher here. And guess what? It's my first perfect 10 on the floor exercise. I won against Natalia Leshenova. And if you, Svetlana, would be competing, I would beat you too. Oh! <laughs> it's very important moment right now going to be on this video. So, look at me. I'm such an uh, expressive dancer. Oh my goodness, I did Ronda of Shushunova better than Shushunova herself. Oh, that was so huge. Did you see how beautiful and gorgeous it was? And my expression, it was my favorite floor exercise. And look what I did on my second tumbling pass. It was full in. I don't do full ins anymore. I do full outs. It's a full twisting and a, dub and a second flip. But look at me. I did full in for the first time and probably last time of my life. <laughs> and Look at the ending. It's gorgeous. Did you see how beautiful I was? You know, they probably didn't put you compete here because they knew I will win. <laughs> and when video stopped, apparently it was me walking towards and hugging her. She was watching this video past couple days and she said it was my first perfect 10. And now you're showing it to us. It's quite an incredible coincidence. Oh, that really is. This yesterday, and she told me it was her first perfect 10. And she said, Look who's hugging me, and it was me. I didn't <laughs> even know I was there, and I didn't even know I was not competing. <laughs> yes, did that feel like a 10 at the time before you got the score? No. No, I didn't feel like it Because was. In our countries, when we have mock meets in a national training center, it's impossible to get 10. You have to be perfect and above the perfect. And I felt in this routine, I did really good, but some landings I could have done better. And when I saw 10 all pops out on the screen, I was speechless. My jaw drops and I was like, hmm, impossible is possible. I was pleased with myself. Wonderful. And so that was 1990. Yes. And Oksana, when you watch that and you look at that kid, that adorable kid in that video, what would you tell her now? This little girl in the video became a gorgeous, stunning woman at age 46 right now. And she is also a wonderful person and a wonderful mother. And I am very proud of this little girl. Yay! Best answer ever. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need some 
self lower self-esteem medication. <sighs> no, I just need to learn Russian so I can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because I, I we get each other, Oksana. <laughs> no, I think she needs to lower her self-esteem. No, 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 no. <laughs> Keep building. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to the next one. Следующее видео. Russia knows it's France, 2019, Paris Cup. Okay, so it was Paris Bercy. Each time I came to this competition, it was a bad curse for some reason in this facility. And I always make mistakes. Any event on the vault or any events I do because it's an event, a World Cup finals. Here at this particular year, 2019, I came there, I was sick. I had a fever, I still competed. I told myself that I can do it, I can beat the curse, and I landed my vault for the first time. I did both faults, completed them without falling, without big mistake, and it's for the first time I won this particular event. Mentally, it got stuck in my head that this particular Paris Bercy Cup, it's doomed from the beginning. Each time I came over and over, I made mistakes and mentally it's just keep building in my head that, you know what, I'm going to come, I'm going to make mistake, I'm going to, you know, fall. And this time I had to cross it and start from beginning. It's just regular competition like anywhere else. I can do it. I got it. And that's what happens when you believe in yourself and you tell yourself you can do it. And I did it. And yeah. as a fan, I remember, and now this wasn't world championships or Olympics, but as a fan, I will tell you that the response from your gymnastics mm -hmm. fan base was huge for you to win gold that year. I remember I had never really known about that competition, but then it was, you won gold and you are so beloved by, by the gymnastics community that even an event that's not a world championships or not an Olympics is, is a time to rejoice when you win. And that's, I just want you to know that if you didn't already. I'm grateful for the people, for the fan clubs that I have, because these people helping me to move forward and believe in myself. But I'm also thankful for haters because they also helping me to move forward, telling me I'm too old, I have to retire. So thank you to both sides because they keep moving me forward. Oh my gosh. It's incredible, but haters actually helping me moving forward even more just because I want to prove them wrong. I want to come back to haters. So, because I do read all the haters' notes, you know, because you can't remove it. And it's just, it's hurtful, but it helps me to come to the gym and be mad at them, train harder, go win the medal, and let my fan club to be with me and to enjoy my glory and my medals. But the hate, haters, they help me to get there, if it makes sense. I, that is the healthiest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> it's true. You know, we can't stop haters from hating. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. And there's, there's a saying that 
Once you have people complaining about you, that's when you know you've made it. Especially there's another saying, especially when they speak behind your back, they're behind me for a reason. Oh, boom. Here you go. (laughs) You go, girl. And that is something that I think is so important for the younger generation of gymnasts that are in the limelight because they've their life has been on social media, their successes and their failures, and that's all they know. And I would love for, if any of them are listening, you listen to Oksana. I think that is one of the most powerful things that you can impart on, on the younger generation of gymnasts. For the younger generation, I would like to say that sport is sport and you have to keep moving forward. You have to enjoy it. You have to find the passion because you have to do it often. You know, sometimes you spend more time in the gym than at your house or anywhere else. So just find your passion, find something positive in every day. Even every day cannot be the greatest, but find the positive aspect of what happened in this day. And just keep moving forward, keep enjoying it. And um, it's not without injuries. Injuries going to happen, setbacks going to happen. But if you like it, if you love it, continue with it. I think you just unlocked a secret. I think the whole world has been trying to figure out what is the magic? What is the secret ingredient that, that Oksana has to continue the way she has. And we just heard it here, folks. It's her perspective. That's the magic ingredient. I agree. When I came to the gym, I never watched Olympics. I never knew what world championship was. I just wanted to do gymnastics. I wanted to tumble. I wanted to flip. And I started gymnastics with my brother. I actually started gymnastics for entire year with the men's gymnastics. I did all six events because my brother was a gymnast. I didn't want to go on the girl's side because I wanted to be with my brother. Yeah. And the reason I came to the gym, not because of flipping and tumbling, I really enjoy, like strap bar. So mm. all I wanted to do, put, yes, <laughs> girls didn't do that back then. So I put the straps and I keep circling and it was the best it was the best part of my entire day and my entire life when I experienced strap bar and circling elements. Yes, it's like, yes, it's like the roller coasters. Yeah. And this is the reason I would come back to the gym and stay for an entire year with men's gymnastics just to do this every single day. That's irony for you. <laughs> Until coach after a year... Gently move me back to six. So can you just stay there? Well, maybe if I would stick with men gymnastics, maybe I would become an Uchimura too. And then you can have more skills named after you. That's right. Six apparatus. Here you go. I just love that the event that you say that you dislike so much is actually the event that got you to love gymnastics in the first place. That's exactly. Maybe this is why I don't <laughs> like it right now. <laughs> I overdid it when I was little. <laughs> but you know, you go from strap bar 
And then you go on the real bar and go, oh, this doesn't quite feel the same. No, it's a no. little harder. Two bars and you have to release <laughs> from one to another. Yes, and you have to catch it <laughs> in between. Must release the mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. She didn't do bars and she has... You got like, one rip from one, one bar session. <laughs> yes, Duh. yes. Well, after two years, she <laughs> has the rips. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is what it takes. After two years, even two savits and a half, a blister and a rip. <laughs> she yeah. proudly showed it to us. All right, we've got uh, a final video here, which I, I think you guys saw when I first put it up. It's a video. I think it's 1991. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pause for a second here. Do you see those stats on the bottom of the screen there? Yes, age 16, height 49. Weight, 81 pounds, home Tashkent, Uzbekistan, right? So I've had a couple guests now who were competing on television in the 90s, like both of you. And I asked about this, how isn't that so strange that they're telling us the height and the weight of these kids, really? And they were shocked. They had no idea that that was shown at the bottom of the screen. Did you realize that? No, she said it's absolutely nothing. She said it actually shows my perfect body <laughs> and lets people see how gorgeous I am and how tiny I am and how powerful I am at age 16. Yes, so this is the um, idol that they have to look up to and trying to be like me. So you see what I'm saying? There is every person is so different, and this is how she's looking at herself. I was 16, 49, 81 pounds. Great. Wow, I look great. Oksana, you are a breath of fresh air. I have to tell you that. I, I know. I breathe it every day. <laughs> at this competition, it was the World Championship in 1991 when I won final gold medal. This is the first time I realized that I want to do it again. I want to end up in the Olympics. I can do it. I start believing that I'm good enough and I belong here and I can and I want and possibly I will end up in the Olympics. I want to feel this experience one more time here in national anthem, staying on the top of the podium, representing your country. Did you say one more time? <laughs> well, at that particular competition, it's the first time where I want the gold. Right. I wanted to experience one more time and then one more and then yeah. one more yeah, and then one, one more. more. <laughs> so um, up until this point, um, I didn't, as I mentioned, I didn't even see myself competed in the world championship even when I won and they showed that I'm on a top place. I was still kind of, okay, well, I won, it's good. But until I came up to the first place podium, <laughs> And everybody stand, not stand up, but everybody paid attention on me only. 
and our country flag was raising up, only at this particular point, I realized how important it was for me to get where I am. And this is when I realized that I want to get to the Olympics. I can do that. I want to try to win a medal for myself, for my country. I want to experience this particular moment in my life, being on a podium here in national anthem once again. And this is absolute truth. Even before this competition, I competed numerous different competitions where I probably would win. I don't know which competition, probably USSR versus the um, US team. Uh, but here, I didn't tell this to anybody because I don't think anybody would believe it. But here at this particular, particular 1999 world and this particular medal changed my life. Wow, that's really powerful. And also, I feel pretty good about myself that that's the video I chose. So I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> yes, yes, you did good. Yes, even at Goodwill Games, it was 1990, I won to uh, vault. And I still didn't experience the feeling that I experienced in 99 World winning this particular medal on floor. That it's just, I guess I grew up and it was my time to believe in myself that I can do it and I want to continue. I love that you can pinpoint that moment so mm -hmm. so securely. That's really, that's so interesting. And I had a question, you, you're, you're talking about this moment and how powerful it was. And we've seen a couple performances now and I see a drastic difference in the Oksana more recently as far as after a landing, blowing a kiss, smiling, maybe even laughing off if the landing is a little crooked, kind of, okay, keeping it light, versus earlier on, where even when you got the 10, we didn't see that, that joy in your face. Can you speak about that? Uh, first of all, I changed with the age. You know, I'm no longer the 16-year-old. Um, as you as you seen, I waited. I was four nine, eighty one pounds. <laughs> we saw, we saw. I was pretty perfect, but now I am even more gorgeous than I was. So I feel good about myself. I am confident. I know I look good, even better than I was at sixteen. I don't know if they show uh, my age and my weight right now, but. <laughs> It's probably the same, so it's okay. Always the same, yes. But it came to me, as I mentioned, much later, the confidence and the joy of being there, being present, being enjoy the presence, enjoy the present time, enjoy the moment. And this is what I start doing later on in life because I truly enjoy what I do. And with this, with this joy, I can't even laugh at myself when I make a mistake. You know, I can smile because it's a mistake. What am I going to do? Am I going to cry about it? You know, I worked so hard. So all I can do is laugh about it and go back to the gym and try to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I became just older, wider, and still continue enjoying what I'm doing with a smile on my face. And I want people also to... Um, to feel joy while I'm competing. So if I'm smiling and I'm making kind of like over the fluke fun of myself, I probably will put smile on their faces. So this is my goal too, for them to enjoy. Oh, they do. Is there a difference in the external pressure? Like 
obviously you had different coaches back then than you do now. Clearly, we're having this conversation. You were in it competing for, well, you competed for multiple different federations, but was any of that external pressure in the earlier in the earlier quads different than it is now? And did that affect maybe the way that you were able to express yourself? There are so many different aspects of internal pressure. In 92, for instance, it was a Soviet Union. We had so many greatest athletes and just to compete at the Russia or USSR nationals, it's, it's huge pressure because anybody can be part of a team. When you make it in top seven, you already know that you're going to go to world championship or to the Olympics, and you're probably going to win a gold medal. So the pressure was always there. So you always try to do your best. But same as 2019, it was tremendous pressure where I had to qualify not by one event. I had to do all around, I had to come back to all around and be like anybody else trying to make Olympic selection. Then in between all this Olympics, it, I was a, an event specialist. So when you represent a team, it's a huge pressure. When you do the event selection, it's a little bit easier. And then in 2019, I had to go back to all around and it was tremendous pressure. I, I actually shared the room with her during this world championship and she didn't sleep for two nights, actually. She was looking at every single video of potential athletes who can beat her and, you know, Austrian gymnast. Let me see what's her name. Okay, let's pull the videos. And she's like, okay, no, I'm better. Okay, so let's watch this one from New Zealand. Okay, she's a candidate because she competed the first day and we had three day qualification. So in these three days, two more days, more athletes had to compete. And then we're waiting for the results from all the athletes to see who made it in this top 29 spots. So she wouldn't sleep, she wouldn't eat. She constantly watch all the night videos. Who is, who should we watch for? Next day we would sit there for 12 hours, watch from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. All sessions, all athletes. And because she did care, she really wanted to make it. And nobody gives you exception whether you're 44 or whether you're 15. You're in the same boat as everybody else. So the pressure was, just as the same as it was in 92. So pressure is always there. Mm -hmm. Don't let it fool you. But pressure always there, continue, because every Olympics, it's qualification process, pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're pretty competitive, Oksana. <laughs> she is. Yep, they like to win. And, and hey, after all, it's competitive gymnastics. So, you know, if you're saying you don't want to win, then you're probably not telling the truth. That's not telling the truth. If you don't want it, you probably should retire. Yeah, yeah. But myself, like, I didn't feel this excitement and butterflies for the competition. And I told myself it's time for you to retire because yeah. I didn't feel this anymore. And each time when she goes competing till these days, feels she still it. gets nervous. She still gets the butterflies. And I was like, okay, well, it means she cares. It means she still, she still have, you know, mm -hmm. this drive to compete. Yeah. So you mentioned 92. I had a, a little bit of a lighter question about 92. Mm -hmm. So the, the American television stations 
I, and I don't know if this was real or this was just the U.S. television stations, told us about some nicknames of some of the members on the Unified team. We had the Belarusian swan, we had the painted bird. Did Oksana, did you have a nickname? And if not, what do you think it should have been? I have I, I have a nickname for her. Oh, what's that? Energizing Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is no other name. <laughs> why didn't she why did Svetlana have Belarusian swan? Why didn't I have Uzbekistan swan? Uzbekistan swan. Yeah, that really rolls off the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nobody can say Uzbekistan yet. <laughs> Is that no. why? Uzbek, Uzbeks, Uzbeks one. Okay. Well, what about Uzbek duck? Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a swan. I'm a swan. What about duck? <laughs> well, oh, I have a bad idea. Uzbek chicken. Oh, you're just going to lean into that, aren't you? Not the kuritsa. She said, you're chicken. Well, but you're chicken in the gym sometimes. You're not a chicken. No, she said, no chicken. No, no, no. No chicken. <laughs> duck, duck, duck. Burger. Burger, burger. No. <laughs> no, energizing bunny. She just keeps yeah. going and going. For me, when I saw this battery commercial, it's stuck in my head for so long. It's it's right it's right here for your viewing. Oh yes. This is what, one of the newer ones, but energizing bunny uh, I wonder would Oksana be willing to wear a bunny costume? <laughs> <laughs> While she's competing? For the commercial. You just put on a pair of ears and do a vault, and I think you're endorsed. I think you'd have a sponsor. I think so. Or bars. How about bars? <laughs> it's funny because I actually had the Energizer Bunny commercials on the playlist of what I was going to show you today. So <laughs> I'm glad that that came up. Yeah. <laughs> you're so great mind think alike. Sure do. Thank you for showing us that. That's cool. I have, so I only <laughs> have, I have two questions left for you. Oh, One that? is, through the different quads and the different code of points that you've experienced, it's kind of a two-part question. One is, how did you fe first feel about the 10-0 system leaving? And then also, is there a quad where you just felt like that code of points was perfect for you and you wish it was still here? Personally, for me, the 10 system... I still wish we would come back to that because I think it was the best system instead of what's happening right now. The tenor system, everybody was on very similar level, but that system encouraged athletes to do a clean performance, pointed toes, 180 splits, do the elements, upper elements, stick the dismount because just for sticking dismount, you can you know, get the gold instead of a silver. Instead of right now, you can even win with the fall sometimes. Even for the audience, when they come and watch competition, people who is not a gymnast, they come and they watch beautifully perform, easy routine, 
and the person didn't even make it into the finals and they have so many questions why well why is it 11.2 and with the falls they get 13.1 so it's complete they don't understand but a tenor system okay it's with the fall you can get you know the 510 deduction this is what you get if you didn't fall then you make it to the finals or to the podium it's more for the audience they're still a little bit misled and they don't understand yeah um and the second question about the quadrennium and which quadrennium was the best rules for myself um in every quadrennium my routines because of the basic that we worked on and of the compulsory it gave me such a good uh, i guess just a good base that i could do so many skills that even these days my skills are still valued especially vault for many many years my vault was um i guess I guess it was value in the 90s, kind of the same as Yurchenko. And right after, they raised the value of front handspring and souk vaults much higher. So the vault worked for me right after 92. And it was a perfect scenario for me to continue the sport. So even right now, I can't complain that the rule's not working for me. It still works. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just a unique athlete. That <laughs> grow with me everything works for me every clearly rules clearly it does i you've proved that yes <laughs> so and there's just i know i said that i had uh, only one more but it just reminded me of something real quick talking about how you're kind of able because you have a base <laughs> to to live up to whatever code comes your way and that your difficulty was way up there before it needed to be Thinking about your floor routine, thinking about the way that you do full out instead of full in. Has your air awareness always been superior? Like I, I watch you doing these full out elements and you can clearly see first flip done, second flip twist, boom. You don't look like you're just flipping and twisting and hoping to land. Have you always had great air awareness? I'm going to be honest with you and probably not many people know. I do know because when I started working with her, it was shocking to me. I have absolutely no coordination. Oh, well, or, I wouldn't say, well, this is what she's saying. I wouldn't say she doesn't have absolutely no coordination, but she has a poor coordination skills. And it was shocking to me to see as well. She's not a really good twister. She's she's just, I don't know, sometimes she doesn't know where she's in the air when she does double back and she lands on her back sometimes. I was like, well, come on, don't you see the ground? She's like, no. And it's true. But uh, when first times they ask you to twist in a second salto, she said that she didn't know where she was. She absolutely had no idea how to do it. But with the spotting belt and constantly stopping her after first salto and telling her to twist, it was a long, long, long process until it's almost like a robotic process how she yeah. learned and she it was really hard and long process and hard work to get me where you see it now and you see it flow almost like flawless 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 yep it is yeah but it it, it, it tears sweat 
hard work and many years to get to this point. Wow, that is mind blowing because it does not look that way. But now I can do it at any part of the day. It could be midnight. I can go on bars and they can ask me to do double full out. I will do it because it's like a robot. It's in your yeah. brain. And now you know exactly на what you're doing. I can do off bars. I can do on trampoline. I can do on tumbling at any part of the day or night in any country under any conditions. Wait, oh, hello, honey. <laughs> Look at you! Hi! 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 Yellow, I will like your shirt. Yellow is Oksana's favorite color. What do you say? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's your name? Rosanna. Rosanna. Rosanna? Oh, Rosanna. Rosa. And how old are you, Rosanna? Four. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay, do you have a boyfriend? No. Good. Okay, let's keep it this way. Up and carry, okay? Rosanna, this Rosanna. moment right here is so special to Mama that I actually feel like I might cry right now. But oh. right now you are talking to two legends, and I will explain to you what that means after the show, in gymnastics. They are a huge part of why Mama does what she does. <laughs> You're so cute. Rosanna, are you, do, are you a gymnast? Can you do gymnastics? Yeah. Yes, can you do forward draw? Yeah. Can you do bridge? Yes. Can you do donkey kicks? Yeah. Handstand? Yeah. Split? Yes. Cartwheel? Of course. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bridge kickover. I don't know what that is. Okay. All right. Okay, but the bridge and a cartwheel, of course, that's huge. Although that's she was playing around in the kitchen to music the other day, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I went, You just did a torjete. <laughs> Did she? Did she really? I mean, yes, a, a version of it. Do you want to say anything or ask anything to Miss Svetlana or Miss Oksana before you go? No. You want to ask us a question? No. no. Okay. Well, nice to meet you and happy holidays. Bye. I hope Santa going to be, well, I didn't know if you celebrate Christmas or not, but no. I hope you get some gifts. Can yeah. you tell us, don't tell your mommy, but tell us what you want for Christmas. Do you I have, like, already kept it a secret. Oh, secret? Okay, oh, so, so you just Santa knows? Yeah. All right, say bye. 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 <laughs> Happy holidays. Oh, thank you, guys. Yes, <laughs> yes Rosanna. Yeah. All right. She has a secret. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to my final question for you, Oksana, is when I say the word joy, <laughs> what does that make you think of? The word joy for me is, is my family. The joy is my family and more joy when I have a healthy family. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time today. And Oksana, I feel like I succeeded in my mission to show people the personality behind the persona. And your personality is quite a fun one. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 
Well, that's going to be it today. I want to thank... I can't even believe I'm saying this. I want to thank Oksana Chusevitna and Svetlana Boganskaya for joining me on the show today. And man, you guys are freaking funny. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Thank you guys for listening. And if you'd like to support the show in any way that you can, please check out our Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. And as a thank you, you'll get some really cool perks. Some little, some not so little. Our YouTube channel is growing with outtakes and snippets from the show. You can also take the opportunity to see my guests during their interviews by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash what makes you think podcast.